I must try and get in touch with Bruce Wayne at once. Oh, you mean millionaire Bruce Wayne? Episode 87. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. For best results, shake well before serving. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And then that's when Barry Whitewater asked me not to, uh, not, not to get in his personal space. So that's how that ended. Barry Whitewater, often mistaken for Alan Moore. Yes, yes. What was he wearing? Um, a tattered, a tattered shirt, uh, a pickle barrel instead of pants, and uh, he had a stick with a little bindle on the end. You know and, been, and he was chomping on a on a little stub of a cigar and a derby. Funny if he was wearing like a trench coat and a mm-hmm. fedora and a white, uh, <laughs> a sock, a white sock on his face yeah. with black marks on it. Yeah. It would have looked like Rorschach. Yeah, then he could have signed it Rorschach. Oh, that would have been fine. But and no, he, he signed it Barry Barry Whitewater. How 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 do you spell Rorschach? <laughs> but he but he was wearing the trademark hobo pickle barrel. I don't want food. I just want money for beer. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the homeless guy I met in uh, in my hometown Corpus who uh, told me that one time? No, really? Yeah. He asked if he could have money because he was just going to buy beer with it. He didn't want to lie. When I used to work at, um, <coughs> when I was still in college, I worked at uh, Bennigan's. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it was near a um, highway, and under the overpass was this homeless guy. I would always, I'd see him every time I'd go there. So one of the waitresses was felt sorry for him so she ordered some food on her dime took it to the guy and uh, he told her he didn't want the food he said could he have the money instead i'm like is it really i mean are you really just so far down on your luck that you don't even need food mm-hmm. that's just i'm just so thankful that i have what i have and that my life is the way it is and, and this is kind of a strange way to start a show but it's just the way it happened every morning on my way to work now I I driving down uh, Loop Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I look down to the left. I'm on a raised part of Loop Twelve, and down to the left is a little homeless community, mm-hmm. and I see them every day, and it just it breaks my heart. But I'm, you know, I'm just, like I said, I'm just thankful that I have what I have. Well, if they if they happen to get money, they could always get more for their dollar at discount comic books. <laughs> 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 because actually, the homeless love comic <laughs> Actually, I was gonna. I was really hoping you'd say Frank's Bread Shop because oh. I was gonna. I was gonna. That was gonna be our sponsor. Oh, Frank's Bread Shop. Yeah. Well, let's let's give it to discount though. Discount deserves it, right? Or do we want to go with Frank's Bread Shop? Well, that was part of the surprise, and now you've ruined it. Oh, I'm sorry. That's sorry, okay. Brad. I don't know if I should edit all this conversation out. No, not. it's it's fine. But but let's do our sponsor. Who's our sponsor? Discount comic book service. Preferred by the homeless. <laughs> Tell them what they get at discount comic book service. They get everything. 
and they can save up to is it 40% on titles sometimes even more and um, it comes directly to your uh, you order it comes directly to your door in a nice package so you don't have to drive out to the comic book shops and you save money and you get the comic books that you want most so, of the most of their uh, titles are 40% off sometimes you get 50% off or even 75% off for instance Captain America White number one Jeff Loeb Tim Sale first issue is 75% off at 99 cents wow, how can you beat that Secret Invasion number seven of eight 40% off $2.39 <clears throat> I love DCB service. Yeah, so go to them. They're our sponsor, and they will save you money, and you can get more. More. More, 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 more. And they're helpful. They are helpful. They're very, you know, you got a problem, you just email them. Email Zach, or uh, PM Zach on the boards mm-hmm. all the time. Fixes me right up. There you go. So who do we have on the phone? I don't know. Some guy from some other show. <laughs> well, how about Hello. Mr. <laughs> hey, Ian, how are you? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. What's going on, guys? Oh, not much. Uh, Ian is a uh, host or co-host. Are you host or co-host of Comic Timing? Uh, it depends on who you ask. Okay. Can you give your last name? My last name is Levenstein. Okay. Levenstein. I didn't know if, you know if you wanted to, if you were hiding from the law or anything. <laughs> now, you, you do have possibly the smallest room in the whole wide world. Oh, hell yes. And I'm sitting in it right now, actually. So uh, it, it, it's nice and comfortable with a bed, but, uh, you know, when I'm out of the bed, it's not comfortable at all. I'm going to put that link, that YouTube link, uh-huh. on, in the oh, show gosh. notes so people can actually see your room. It is, a, it is tiny. Uh, you're, but you're, you're real close to the stove and, and, uh, and, and, fridge. Um, and fridge. So Your parents hate oh, you, yeah. don't they? It, it, it's it's okay. At times I hate them back, so it's fine. No, 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 no. In all seriousness, though, I do live in a gerbil cage, but that's it's, fine. It's probably stunted your growth a bit, hasn't it? I'm I'm actually pretty tall, surprisingly enough. You, you I mean, know, I, I, w- I would be seven feet otherwise. <laughs> Maybe it's fortunate that you lived in a cage. Um, yeah, I I remember when um when you first told us about about that and we saw that video and I was just like I mean it, it really makes that the, remember Harry Potter in the first movie he lived under the, the staircase mm-hmm. it, this is about the same and this is not an exaggeration no it's not you know those homeless guys we were talking about yes. if they saw this video they'd be like I'm glad I'm not that dude <laughs> Well, well what, what's what, what, what's funny about all this though is that my room would you know cost about a thousand dollars in New York oh yeah that's, Dang, right. yeah. that's unbelievable yeah, yeah I mean this is a studio apartment to some people what's the square footage in that room um, two feet by two feet. <laughs> well, Might as well really be, huh? just kind of stand up. Yeah, basically. Um, okay, well, we thought we would just kind of kid around, talk about comic books, see what's going on with Ian. And, uh, Ian, we're in a bit, we're going to try to call Brent and see if we can get a hold of him. Brent is one of your Whoa. co-hosts on that show. Before we jump into the topic of comic books, I just want to bring up this book. A Star Wars novel. I finished. I finished another Star Wars novel. Mm-hmm. It's Ooh. called... Star Wars Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader by James Luceno. If anybody's wanting <clears throat> a new Star Wars book to read, I highly, highly recommend this book. Mm. It starts before episode three finishes, and it deals with the Darth Vader that we see at the end of the whiny baby Darth Vader mm-hmm. that we see at the end of episode three. Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> you know, <clears throat> we see that guy transform into the guy that we're scared of from episodes four five and six you see what he goes through in his mind i, I don't want to say too much but the we actually get we're, we're in his brain 
mm-hmm. in this book. And uh, <clears throat> the book starts out following a a uh, a couple of Jedi who, with the help of some clone troopers that they were close to, actually escape uh, death from Order 66. Okay. The clone troopers, you know, question the order, and they say, okay, we'll give you a head start. <laughs> you can leave. But if we find you later, we will attack because that's what, you know, that's what we do. But mm-hmm. until I get clarification on this order, I'm not going to kill you right now. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> so it follows these these Jedi. And then, like I said, it starts before that ends. So we see them associating with the clone troopers. And then all of a sudden, Order 66 is is uh, given. And then we see all the... the uh, the chaos that ensues and how they escape and, and then it jumps back and forth between those guys and Darth Vader and how he's dealing with his new situation. He's still mad that he feels like he can't do anything because his, you know, legs are fake is the way the guy describes being inside the armor and everything he goes through is just awesome. So, uh, so you highly recommend it looks like it's still in hardback. Yeah, I think it is, uh, it's also in paperback. I oh, bought cool. this when it came out in hardback, and I just never read it until oh, recently. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, the last chapter in the epilogue is one of my favorites. Um, a character we know and love who survived episode three, mm-hmm. when he finds out Darth Vader is still alive, it's priceless. It's just a great, great read. James Luceno, Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader. Okay, and we'll put that in our Highly comments. recommend that book. Well, do, do you think that this is uh, better than uh, some of the uh, animated stuff that they've been coming out that are that are the ancillary material for the first uh, three, I guess, well, not the first three, but the, the secondary prequel? Well, um, you know, the Clone Wars cartoons that they came out with on Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. I liked those a lot. I still, to this day, have not seen the new animated Neither have feature I. film. I lost interest. Neither, neither have I. I haven't seen it. it. To me, it just feels like an unnecessary story. Uh, and I, and the things I've read about it does not interest me. Yeah. But this, yeah. this, oh, another thing is we get to find out, uh, we see uh, Moff Tarkin in this book. Oh, cool. Um, he makes a deal. We get to see the beginning of their, their relationship, Tarkin and Vader, mm-hmm. how they kind of have a little partnership going. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we've heard through, through uh, the years how, uh, you know, whether or not whether it was in a movie or just documented as Star Wars lore or whatever, that Chewbacca was a slave and Han mm-hmm. Solo rescued him, and mm-hmm. that's how. Um, well, we get to see exactly how the Wookies become slaves of the Empire. Oh, okay. In this book. It is a great book. It's just nice. fantastic. Cool. It's highly recommended. Okay, Ian. What's on your stack? What have you been reading lately? Well, um, I, I I happily uh, am now <clears throat> am now one issue away from finishing uh, Cable Deadpool finally. Um, oh, okay. I, I I sort of held off on that a little bit because I had a feeling that there was going to be a new uh, Deadpool book coming after Cable Deadpool. So uh, once that was announced, I decided to pick up like about the uh, the I think what what is it like maybe the five issues of Cable Deadpool that I hadn't read. That I, I had bought, but they were just sitting on my stack waiting to be read. And I'm finally uh, one issue away from that. Uh, issue 50 was the last one, so I just finished reading issue 49. When did 50 and, come uh, out? Ian? The whole arc they have in this is basically like uh, Deadpool and his amazing friends. <laughs> where. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Because without without cable around, because this this was the very short time that that, that cable was you know Kaputsky. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, while he was not around, uh, the book basically became like a buddy cop book with uh, with Deadpool and the other characters in, in Deadpool's life. And there's an, actually a mini arc where Deadpool goes back in time and he meets Bucky and Captain America uh, back in uh, the, you know, the, the World War era, which was mm-hmm. pretty cool. And uh, then, then the next issue focuses on uh, him meeting the the Fantastic Four in their early days, and eventually they end up back. And uh, there's an arc with the Doctor Strange, and then there's one with uh, with uh, Kazar, and uh, Brother Voodoo is in an issue. Uh, it, it's like they, they they go through the entire gambit of like characters that you never really expected Deadpool to team with, okay. and. <laughs> that that's that's probably the most fun part about it, about it. But the secondary most fun part about it is one character that I hope we see more of, and his name is Bob the Hydra Agent. Wait, say that again. Bob the Hydra Agent. <laughs> and that's it, Bob the Hydra Agent. Yeah, that's great. He's a, he's a guy who joined Hydra completely because they had a dental plan. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was writing that comic at the time? This was uh, this was uh, Fabian Nicieza. Okay. So so he does uh, you know he's done plenty of like X Men stuff over the years. When and did he's, that book uh, end? Uh, co-writing the backup with Trinity now. When did that book end? Uh, that book ended about uh, oh it must have been about maybe four or five months back something like that. Okay. Did you read so, the so, uh, Did you read the the Deadpool arc in Wolverine Origins? I that... did not actually. I decided to skip that. Is, I liked it a lot, actually. Somebody hired him to take out Wolverine. And, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Daniel Way wrote it, who's been mm-hmm. writing Origins since it started. And uh, he, Daniel Way, is writing the new Deadpool uh, comic that's starting very soon. So yeah, uh, it's kind of like his, his way into the character. And uh, I liked it. I, it was entertained. I had, that was the first Deadpool I'd ever read, actually. And, really? Uh, yeah, and I liked it. Um, I liked the fact that his his word balloons are like, they've got a color to them and like, they're, yeah. they're almost like circusy. Well, well, the good thing about Deadpool is that uh, he also, he, he's the type of character along the lines of ambush bug where he will break the fifth wall. <laughs> and uh, like there, there will be instances like actually at one point during one of the issues I just recently read, he actually screams the line, Holy George Perez. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I thought yeah. there were only four, so, four walls. Is there a fifth uh, wall I don't know about? Yeah, it depends on who you ask, really. Uh, okay. some, sometimes there's a fifth wall. Um, you know, you, Ian, you you mentioned Trinity briefly, and Brad, so I finally started getting on my Trinity episode issues. Mm-hmm. So good. It, it picked up? Because you weren't excited about the first few. No, uh, but uh, you know what? I wasn't reading it in the right set of mind, you know, because I was oh, okay. reading it as I was going to bed, and then sure. I fall asleep, and I was like, what's going on? But I finally started from the beginning again, mm-hmm. and I think I'm on issue eight now. And uh, so good. Are you any clearer as to when it's taking place? No, that that okay. I'm totally unclear on. But um, Ian, do you have any information as for what the timeline for this book is? It's supposed to happen before or after Final Crisis or during? Um, I, I know for certain uh, from previous interviews that this is happening before Final Crisis. So, so this is this is before Batman R.I.P. and before Final Crisis. So, well, I, I, I guess it's like right after Countdown or something like that, maybe. Okay. But it's um it's fun the way the stories connect to and that's what's great the the first half of the story is is the um is the Trinity story and then the second half is another writer 
from another perspective of right. that same of the story. Same events. So good. Is a, so are, good. Any of those are Mike Norton issues, right? Some uh, of those are Mike Norton, aren't they? Yeah, here's a Norton. Let me see one. I want to look at I like Norton's stuff. I think he's going to be on the second. Uh, I think he's the second story. <clears throat> I'm a proud yeah. owner of a Mike Norton page, by the way. Ooh. Oh, and speaking of Mike Norton, uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary uh, continue to just make me happy. Is it really? Yeah, it's cool. so much fun. It's it's. I wouldn't say it's it's lighthearted. Uh, this last issue eleven is a lot of exposition, but it's still. I'd like very to read good. that. I have the first two or three of those, and um, for some reason I stopped. I uh, need to go back and pick them up because <clears throat> I'd like to. I'd like to read stuff Norton's drawing. Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it, it's a fun series, very very, very kind of lighthearted. I don't think it will have any real impact on the DC Universe, but it's it's a cool story, a very self-contained arc right now uh, concerning uh, Connor Hawk. I think Mike Norton and, gets better and better. Yeah. He just well, does. Well, the good thing about, the, about this, uh, this Black Canary uh, Green Arrow arc is that um, he, he's using a different style than his usual art style. Um, he, he's trying to be more in lines with uh, with what Cliff Chang was doing on the book before mm. he was on it, and uh, because of that, we get to see the range of Mike Norton. That you know, he he does have different styles, and I think this this particular style works wonderfully with right. uh, with Green Arrow, Black Canary. You're right. This if I was to look at this without knowing this was Mike Norton, I wouldn't have guessed it was Mike Norton, and right. I I like this very much. This is really nice. Yeah, it's it's completely different than anything he did on on you know uh, on you know the one Blue Beetle uh, issue that he did and, and uh, you know all the uh, all the previous uh, uh, you know Adam stuff. So I mean it's it, it's good to know that he does have an artistic range. Yeah, this is really this totally does not look like the the Mike Norton I know, like from Gravity and Marvel Adventures Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I own a Marvel Adventures Spider Man. Oh, that's right. I remember we, we saw um, that. But mm-hmm. uh, this this is real nice. I like this a lot. Hey, I had a question about oh, Secret wow. Invasion. Uh, by the way, loving the series. It's just like a mm-hmm. summer action movie. It's so much fun. And I know that the that, that it's taking place hours within the yeah. invasion. Yeah. How are right. the tie-ins working in that? Are they taking place hours within the event as well? Well, the the Avengers tie-ins, Mighty and New mm-hmm. Avengers, those are offering a lot of backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, um like when certain characters got replaced as scrolls, or explaining how um, you know a scroll infiltrated this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Mighty Avengers that was that's a lot of the new Avengers. Mighty Avengers showed has been showing a lot of um, <clears throat> like with Nick Fury how he got he gathered his new commandos and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So a lot of most those two mostly are backstory, extra mm-hmm. meat mm-hmm. that happened actually before the invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, off the top of my head, I can't. Uh, Ms. Marvel is the only other Secret Invasion tie-in that I was reading, um, and it happened like just previous to the, the miniseries, and then like right into the beginning of it. But I don't know about any others. How about you, Ian? Um, I, I'm reading. A, I'm reading a lot of them actually, so I can probably run through a bunch here. Um, New Avengers and Mighty Avengers, like you said, is mostly uh, ancillary previous material. And I think it's uh, highly important to get the whole oh, yeah. picture. And I'm not upset that it's not in the main series because it's like a, it's just like a supplemental vitamin. Mm-hmm. It's and it's right. fantastic stuff. Well, the, the, I forget. Uh, was it the was it New Avengers or Mighty Avengers where they went into the Scroll Captain America stuff? I think that was uh, New Avengers. 
That was New Avengers. Okay, yeah. So that, so that stuff is actually happening, you know, uh, concurrently with with Secret Invasion. So the most recent issues of New, of New Avengers are actually happening along with Secret Invasion. Okay. Uh, Ms. Marvel went from went from uh, before Secret Invasion to now during Secret Invasion, as uh, she has an arc where um, a a new uh, you know a second Ms. Marvel shows up, and we got to find right, out which right. one's the Skrull. That happened before the actual Secret Invasion. And now, um, now she's in New York fighting the scrolls, like what happened during Secret Invasion. So that now it's happening concurrently as well. Um, let's see, Runaways, Young Avengers, Secret Invasion is happening directly with Secret Invasion because that's happening with the attack in New York. Um, Secret Invasion and Humans is actually pretty much right after they found out that uh, Black Bolt was was not Black Bolt. So that that one's a little farther back, okay. and that I am loving that 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 series. Did already. you just say we get to find out what happened and how he was yes. replaced in that? You got it. Okay, I think yep. I want you to tell me. Okay, <laughs> because um, I haven't. Well, 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 what, hap- what happened is, um, well, okay, we don't know the full story, but what we do know is that uh, Black Belt was replaced by a scroll, and that he is currently being held by the scrolls as their secret weapon. Okay. Oh. They, they they want to utilize his powers, but we to don't create know. Some sort of, we don't know when that happened. We don't know when that happened yet. So we but, we, uh, we well, still we're, 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 go for it. Yeah, we're, we're probably going to know by the end of this series. Uh, it's, I believe it's a three issue miniseries, and uh, issue one's only out so far. What I want to know is if the the Black Bolt that was in World War Hulk that Hulk took out, if that was Black Bolt or a scroll. I think that was a scroll. I'm, pr- I'm pretty certain it was a scroll. From the way that they, that they explain it in the first issue, wow, okay. um, I'm pretty certain it was a scroll. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, let's see. The other ones that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, Secret Invasion Thor is happening concurrently. I picked that Secret up, Invasion. and I liked it very much. That was, was good. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah the, the art, too, is really beautiful. I know. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Dougie Braithway, right? Right. And Matt Fraction is writing it. Yeah, and Matt Fraction, whatever he comes out with, I usually end up loving. Um, and Secret Invasion X-Men is happening as the invasion starts, because, uh, th- and this is the best part about Secret Invasion X-Men, um, they don't know that the X-Men are in San Francisco anymore. Uh. So basically they invade San Francisco thinking it's going to be a cakewalk, right. and then oh. the X-Men show. Cool, yeah. awesome. So uh, th- those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Um, a quick question about... Uh, Secret Invasion proper. There, um, this was about the only part that I thought was mm, kind of weak or strange. Um, mm-hmm. It's the entrance of Agent Abigail Brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where is she from? Because okay, I'm not reading any of the ancillary stuff, so she just kind of shows up. She's, as far as I'm concerned, she's part of okay, the uh, of an organization called Sword. Okay. Yeah. That's as much as I know, though. Okay. She was from uh, Astonishing X Men. She oh. was from Joss Whedon's Astonishing X Men arc. Okay. And uh, she actually played heavily into that for about, uh, actually, most of the run, actually, because she gets introduced maybe about, like, five issues into his Astonishing X-Men run. And uh, she has uh, the beginnings of a relationship with uh, Beast, so we we might see that develop a little farther. But, uh, yeah, that's basically where we know her from. Okay. Uh, Because I did, She speaks Skrull. That's pretty awesome. And Kree. I mean, she can speak a little bit of of everything. But... uh, 
I, I, that, that was the only part for me. I was just like, oh, that's kind of convenient. She kind of just showed up. I'm, I'm right glad at the to right know moment. that that was a pre-existing character. Yeah, that's good to know too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that that no. kind of changes it a little bit for me. You know, for me, it was just kind of, hey, who's this? Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's see, Trinity Booster Gold. Oh, I just read a really good Supergirl. Uh, that's a change. Thirty-two. The last time you were talking about it, how it mm. was a struggle, and now you're liking it. This issue. Um, First of all, it takes place. Are, do you read Supergirl, Ian? Um, you know, I actually just started because okay. uh, I, I wanted I wanted to get onto the title before Jamal Igo comes on, okay. and uh, now now I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, I have to admit the issues before it weren't swell, weren't great. But mm-hmm. just a quick backstory on on this um, on the arc that's happening. Supergirl promised a, a little boy with cancer that she would uh, find a cure for him, and she's kind of mm-hmm. looked and struggled and. And wasn't able to find one, and the boy dies. And this has kind of haunted her the whole time. And the story actually takes place, part of the story takes place 50 years in the future. And she's still trying to find a cure for this boy. Oh, cool So outfit. she can go back in time. She's and, got a little different outfit. Yeah. That's awesome. The, the uh, My only thing is that the, they still refer to her as Supergirl in, in the issue. But, um, well, you know, why well, don't call her Superwoman, but... She anyway, looks so, good for 50 years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I guess she'd be 60-something. Yeah, dang. But, um, but it, it, it has a very poignant end, and she finally realizes at the end that, that she just can't. There's just some things she cannot do, and she realizes that. It's, it's just a very poignant. It, it's one of the best issues of her that I've read in a while. Um, well, I, re- I had dropped it originally. Um, I, I had started reading it, but then I dropped it because of the uh, the Ian Churchill art because mm-hmm. it, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And now, now that I'm back on it, I'm 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 probably gonna end up sticking with it because, uh, you know, from what I know, obviously, well, Jamal Igo is like one of my favorite artists, so that's that's uh, that's a plus. But uh, that it's gonna be actually a concurrent with the Superman titles now that it's gonna be a third book in the Superman. Uh, yes, title. I heard that. Oh, that's cool. Pretty cool. After flipping through that, what is that issue thirty two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to read that. It looks. It looks cool. I like yeah. time travel stuff. Okay. That's cool. <clears throat> awesome. And don't think too hard about the time travel, bro. Okay. <laughs> because there are a couple of holes in that, but it's just like, okay. I've gone yeah, cross-eyed. Well, that, that, that's just like the Cable Deadpool stuff I was reading. You know, <laughs> Even if the time travel doesn't make that much sense, Bob the, Bob the, uh, the Hydra agent is there. That makes it all better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also been reading Action Comics, uh, Jeff Johns' run, The Brainiac. Yeah. I've uh, heard that's very good. Very good. I mean, it's. Pr- I read this last night. Um, but really funny. In fact, there's a very funny scene with um that female reporter. I forget what her name is. Cat, Cat Grant. Yeah, yeah. Cat Grant and Supergirl. And here, Brad, I'll just let you read what Supergirl says right there. Su- Supergirl's using her X-ray vision on her. Oh yeah. Oh well. See, she. I've I've kind of looked through this. She shows up. Cat Grant shows up, uh-huh. looking a bit different. Uh huh than normally uh-huh. portrayed, and all the guys are, like, drooling over her and stuff. Right. Right? Yeah, I flipped through this. and Read that one panel where Supergirl's yeah. using her X-ray vision. That's funny. Yeah. Hang on. Let me back up one page. She walks in the building, and all the guys are coming up saying, hey, can I get you something, Miss Grant? You want almond croissant? Ice blend, mocha, cat, blah, blah, blah. So she comes in. Supergirl comes in, and, and she is about to walk away, and she turns back, and she goes, well, that's strange. And Cat Grant says, what's strange? And Supergirl is looking at Cat Grant's... Chest, chestal region, mm-hmm. and she says, "My X-ray vision is picking up some weird plastics in your Supergirl." <laughs> Lois walks in, <laughs> Supergirl, and she's like, "That 
something's wrong. I th- and then later she goes, I think that lady needs to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, Supergirl's not that naive, but I, I thought that was kind of that was yeah, kind of funny. Yeah. Well, but that, 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 that made me laugh out loud when I read that line. I, I, I'm only having one problem with this arc, and mm-hmm. that it seems to be uh, retconning uh, Kandor a little bit. Um, and that that's, uh, you know, kind of... I don't know. It's, it's it's not nearly what I was ex- I was hoping for from this because I was hoping we were going to get something that explains Kandor, but doesn't like make it seem as if the Bottle City is appearing for the first time. Yeah, I'm. I would hold tight on it because Jeff Johns is usually pretty good about about working these things okay. into it. So while it may seem a little odd right now, I think it's all going to make sense. Through all right. doing. Um And and just one other thing, um, Final Crisis, Brett. Are you still getting this? I'm getting it. Uh, I, but I haven't even. I don't believe I've cracked open issue three. Okay, um, this was definitely the issue for me. It's just, wow. I I didn't think I was going to like it at first, and it's definitely growing on okay, me. Okay, good. But it has a lot to do with with the fourth world that I'm not knowledgeable about, mm-hmm. and I have to go out and search out some of these things and characters. Right. But once I learn about them, it's like, wow, that's kind of cool. Have you received that Jack Kirby omnibus yet? No. Okay. No, I think it's going to be. I want to read it. I want to read it when it comes in. Yeah, me too. Um, how about Ian? What do you think about Final Crisis? Well, I, I actually uh, had a, a little bit of a mini rant on. Uh, uh, basically, I did a Secret Invasion versus Final Crisis on mm-hmm. on my blog at the, at the Comic Timing site. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, as as I think about it, it's like every day I think something different about Final Crisis because, like, at the at the one point, it's kind of nice to finally know what the crisis is. You know, it only took them three issues. What? It, can you tell me what it is? Uh, um, well, the the uh, the anti life equation gets released. And uh, I guess I'll have to Google anti life equation. And it it yeah. basically makes Earth into apocalypse, okay. a new apocalypse, and Dark Side rules, right. and the superheroes are under his control. Okay, all right. So but that's my, that's my, it basically. Okay. My my main problem with with Final Crisis right now, um, when you compare it to a, to an event like like Secret Invasion, and I never thought I'd be saying this because Secret Invasion is kind of uh, you know heavy in and of itself, but um, my main difference is that if you do not know DC Comics, you cannot read Final Crisis. Yes. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, because, um, I mean, I, I, I know DC Comics. I've been reading DC Comics since I was, like, 13 years old, and I still have no idea what the hell is going on at that point, and that's, that's a problem. With Secret Invasion, um, it, it's kind of easy to know, oh, hey – those are the Avengers. Oh, they're going to fight Skrulls. Oh, this this is this is bad. They're they're like in the guise of of actual heroes. Could they be the real heroes? Setup perfect. After that first issue, you know what the setup is. You don't even need to know who these characters are. You can still enjoy it. It's and, it's, it's a Secret Invasion is very summer movie event action. Right. Um. You know, good guys, bad guys. Yeah, uh, v- and, and, very clear cut and, and, and very well re- and very well written and very good. Yeah, and Final Crisis is a four hundred page novel. Um, yeah, because there are there there are layers to it, and you really do have to you have to be motivated to want to read it. But I I read that DC or I, I listened to that DC uh, podcast panel uh, crisis uh, um what's it called um, crisis counseling, which you can get from the from the DC uh, website and um. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear that, and there is a lot of thought going into this. So everything I thought was random has some type of meaning to it. So, right. But, golly, you just you got to be deep, deep, deep in DC lore. Deep in DC but, lore. 
my, and I'm still not over the fact that you had to read a a second book to actually get the impact of Marsh, a Martian Manhunter's death. Oh yeah, because, I think I think because, that's marketing though. I mean, yeah, that's... well, well, and Grant Morrison even said it that uh, you know, at least according to him, uh, you know, he he felt that uh, that well, it, it had more gravity if it ju- if he just sort of died. And and then you know then you if you want to read more about it you can read Peter Tomasi's thing but you know it, it's like Tomasi's uh, you know death of, of Martian Manhunter actually had feeling and emotion you know you felt that that Martian Manhunter put up a struggle but in Grant Morrison's Final Crisis it's like one panel he's there the next panel he's on the floor and I didn't I kind of had a little problem with the way Martian Manhunter's been treated especially since Salvation Run. Yeah. Because yeah. on Salvation Run, he was just kind of left on that planet, and then he kind of shows up in that uh, JLA episode, and then he's killed. I, th- I think they just kind of—I understand what Grant Morrison is saying about how his death is treated so casually, but you always want your heroes to have like a heroic death, right. um, you know, saving a planet or something, and not just being killed by a thug. But essentially, that's that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, oh, with that being said. Um, uh, Ian, let's try to call your one of your co-hosts, Brent. You want to try? Already. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? T- tell us what Brent is doing today. Okay, well, Brent, uh, actually, he, he is the co-host, by the way. We, okay. have, we have a rotating a rotating uh, panel, basically. So he's the one guy who's on, like, every episode. But um, uh, Brent, right now, is actually uh, going back to college. He's moving into his dorm for the semester. So that's why he I bet it's bigger be than your room. <laughs> Oh, it is. Oh, it is. In fact, in fact, he he actually posted uh, a a YouTube video in response to mine um, of 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 his dorm room a couple of semesters ago, going through it. Uh, you know, basically laughing at me the entire time. So that that's great. But hopefully, within the next few months, I will be out of here, living in an apartment that's at least three times bigger than this, hopefully. So, but, uh, anyway, that, that's, what Brent, that's what Brent's doing today. Okay, so that's not going to be, couldn't be with us uh, on the show, but we're going to try to call him. So we may get him, we may get voicemail. So let's try giving okay. him a ring-a-ding-ding right now. Trying to connect. Oh, it's ringing. We'll see. Maybe we'll get voicemail. Maybe we won't. Thank you for the dialing music, Brad. Mm-hmm. Ian, this is exciting, huh? Oh, I can't wait. Come on, Brent. Don't let us down. We can at least leave him a funny voicemail. Hey, yeah. this is Brent. I'm not here right now. Leave me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Okay, I'll start off. To leave a voice message, press 1. Or one. just wait for the tone. <laughs> to send a numeric page, press 2 now. At, At the, the tone, tone, please record your, your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may, may hang, hang up or press pound for more options. options. Hey Brent, this is Frank from Half Hour Wasted. Are you are you asleep? Are you asleep? Because you fell asleep when we were on your show, so we thought maybe <laughs> you'd fall asleep when you were on our show. And if you're sleeping and you happen to be behind the wheel of a car, you should wake up. Yes. Yeah. Ian, do you have anything that, to say to Brent? Uh, dude, I hope your current uh, dorm room is at least five times bigger than my current room. <laughs> okay, Brent. Bye. You missed Bye. your chance. Missed your chance. Bye. <laughs> okay. You think we should call? I bet you if we call him again, let's try one more time. Because maybe oh, he'll boy. go, "Who's this?" Well, because they come across as unknown, yeah. unknown number. Or 
Like when I cough in my, on my cell phone, it comes up as zero 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 dash zero 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 dash zero 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 zero. Maybe he'll wow. see it and think it's um, think it's important. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we had fun. We had our fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 actually he actually probably turned it off the minute that that, that it rang because he's probably in the middle of, furniture, of moving furniture. Dude, I'm moving my stereo up to my dorm room. <laughs> well, all right. Well, Ian. Hey, it's always fun having you on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, and, and it's always us, fun. It's always fun because, like, oh yeah, we've had him on so many times before. Yeah, well, as far as anyone knows, <laughs> well, whenever, whenever, whenever I'm on a show, it's like I've been on it twelve times. Yes, tell me about it. Um, Uber. Huh? What? Uh, huh? What? Did I say that out loud? Uh, 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 uh. Um, you going you know, to Super Show, aren't you? I am certainly going to be at Super Show. And are we going to see Rafe and um and and all those other guys there? Well, Raph and Juan are going to be um, in the car with me uh, trucking over there, so uh, he's going to make it. Um, Brandon will not be there, however. Okay. Uh, Brandon Christopher Indigo Fire. Um, he actually has uh, a wedding to go to the week after, and the wedding party is uh, the week of uh, Super Show. Okay. So he's not he's not going to be able to make it. Um, so inconvenient other than to that, schedule those things in the middle of Super Show time frame. <laughs> I know, right? Come on, please. But um, let's see. I, I know that Bill, just Bill, is going to be there, so that's going to be great. And uh, uh, I think maybe one or two other CGS New Yorkers are going to be there. I mean, Bill's not a New Yorker. I just felt like mentioning him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so they're all going to be out there. We're going to be there as of Thursday, actually. So we're, we're going to be there the full four days from wow. Thursday until Sunday. And we will be there yeah, Friday noon. Frank and I and June Bob and uh, – Russell Latham and Captain uh, Russell Latham is Hero's Mask, and our friend Kyle, Captain Sequential, and his brother were all uh, flying into Philly and then driving up uh, to Reading in the same vehicle. Nice. So we're, we're going to get one like one of those big old Hummer limos and drive up. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, well, yo. I, well, I certainly hope you guys can join us for a Shady Maples breakfast uh, Saturday morning. Oh, we're there. That that actually yeah. uh, sounds like it. It might uh, it might fit into the schedule. What time does the big show start on Saturday? Like ten or something? I believe ten. Yeah. How so far we, away we, from? We, we probably we probably end up getting breakfast around like eight or nine or something. How far away from? Uh, are you staying at the Days Inn? We're staying at the Days Inn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Shitty Maple is about maybe uh, a twenty minute drive away. Okay. Okay. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Yep. If if I can get Frank up Saturday morning, because oh, you yeah. know, third and Spruce the night before, it's going to be a long night. I have a tendency to kind of have fun, so yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, well, we 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 ended up driving out there with maybe like uh, three hours sleep uh, last year, so it'll it'll be good times. But Yikes. yeah, and uh, the website obviously is speakgeekspeak dot com slash comic timing for all the comic timing goodness. Thank you, and we will put that in our show notes. And I can recommend it because it is hilarity, especially when you Yay. especially when you get more people on there, and it just becomes uh, pure craziness. You know. Well. Okay, episode sixty-eight. I just got to mention this. This is two episodes ago. Uh-huh. Well, we we actually broke out into a a, uh, spo- a spontaneous contest, um, and I'm gonna annou- I'm gonna announce it here. If you listen to episode sixty-eight and you give me all the time sp- timestamps for all the times we say my parents are dead, uh, awesome. you 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 will receive a a uh, Joker hardcover, the Brian Azarell Joker hardcover. Ooh, can we enter? Um, yeah, sure. Anybody, okay. Anybody's open to enter, really, so except you, for the people that are on the You have, you have multiple uh, copies of this to give out? 
Um, I have, uh, I'm probably going to end up uh, purchasing at least two. So whoever gives me the most timestamps, uh, the most accurate timestamps will receive, uh, those, those copies. Oh, cool. wow. Okay. And, and this will be a good time to remind everyone about our contest we're having, uh, just a quick essay or, or just a written response to the question, why are your feet important? That's correct. Yeah, Why that's, are your feet important? And we'll throw you some trades your way, uh, the, courtesy the, of Adam U. Mack and, and Johnny M. The, uh, the, um, <clears throat> I forgot what was, I was where it was going. I have uh, to go to the bathroom like really bad, okay. so it throws off my. <laughs> okay, we'll have contest details on our show notes. But well, why are your feet important? Please, 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 please tell me I'm eligible for this. Yes, you are. Oh, sure. You may. Enter. Anybody may enter. You you enter by sending an email to. HHWcontest at gmail.com. In the uh, subject line of your email, please include the words important feet. If, if important <laughs> feet is not in the subject line, that entry is disqualified. So, uh, yeah, w- the, whatever you know, answer we like best, probably the one that makes us laugh the, the most, most, yeah, will we'll win a, uh, a trade or two. And, uh, hey, what episode is the what number is the episode that Frank and I are on your show? Uh, actually, it, it is going to be released as episode seventy. Seventy. So I'm yeah, not yes, sure you. in when this particular episode will be released in relation to that one, as far as the time frame, because we you know mm-hmm. I record a few episodes ahead. So right. people, uh, you know, listening to this show now can get a sample of your show by listening to us on your show on episode seventy. Right, and and actually, uh, just just to uh, you know, you talk about uh, you know recording a few at a time. <clears throat> um, you know, we we recorded that one about like what, what was it, about a month ago, and it's not out yet because the Batman stuff went before it. So mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, huh, wow, I I, I sort of pulled a, 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 a Frank and Brad there. Okay. It, feels, it feels feels more like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but it's it was, been but at least like a month and a half. We had yeah. a really nice discussion on uh, our our collecting habits. Books. Yeah. It was a. I liked that conversation a lot. It was it, fun. It was really good, except for Brett, when Brett fell asleep. At the fell, end. Actually, you know, fell asleep. Good thing yes, he wasn't he driving. Actually, <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> actually, well, it, fell asleep. We, 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 I, I told him to take your advice to wear uncomfortable shoes from now on. I remember. I heard that at the beginning of um of yeah episode sixty nine. You talked about that. Are you wearing uncomfortable <laughs> shoes, Brent? <laughs> 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 not not uh, your bunny it, slippers. It, it really, really great being on your show. Frank's guys. falling your show, asleep guys. right now, too. Hey, I appreciate you. Uh, Frank! <laughs> Frank! <laughs> there he goes. What? Right, awake. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Ian, and we look forward to seeing seeing you in a, a couple of weeks from the date of this recording. I, I can't wait, man. In fact, uh, it's sort of hard to believe that it's only a few weeks away. I remember mm-hmm. feeling like... God, well, September is going to take forever to get here. You're like a kid with Christmas. I know. <laughs> and now here it is, mid October, mid August. We're two weeks away. Awesome. So does that does that make Jamie D Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, especially gives me. I think Jamie D is Santa Claus, but I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> especially if he gives me a present. I think we have to give him presents, though, isn't it? His birthday that weekend or something like that. Uh yes, actually, he's reverse Santa Claus. He is. <gasps> His his outfit is instead of red and white, it's yellow and and red, like Flash. Oh, nice! <laughs> like Boom. Professor oh, Zoom. Mm-hmm. Or or perhaps he's Bizarro Santa Claus, where 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 he ha- he wears his his hat on his feet. <laughs> Crappy Christmas and pessimistic 
New Year. <laughs> <laughs> he is kind of a curmudgeon, so he does. He would make a good reverse Santa. You're right. Mm, <laughs> presents. Mm, <laughs> mm. Okay, Brad, I think you're floating, so we better. You got to pee. I do. I do. Here. You're starting to look a little yellow. Oh, gross. Uh, with that being said, uh, uh, thank you, Ian, for being on the show. And guys, thanks for listening to a half hour wasted. You can always reach us at uh, half hour wasted at gmail dot com. Uh, drop an email to me and Brad at Frank and or Brad at uh, half hour wasted dot com. Um, also, ooh, don't forget to enter our contest. Why are your feet important at uh, hhwcontest at gmail dot com. And uh, with that being said, uh, visit us on the forums and or give us a call, Brad, yeah. at 641-715-3900, extension 775-00-64-pound. We love getting those. And uh, with that being said, Ian, take care. We'll see you next time on A Half Hour Wasted. Thank you, Limp Biscuit. Bye-bye.